Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica! And I am Chris Eaton. Oh, Jessica, it is chilly out right now. It is. It's in your... Oh, yeah. So, uh, just fair warning for this episode. Um, we're having a little connectivity issues, but we wanted to get something in tonight. So, if you hear something go in and out, we are trying our best. Um, says I got a strong internet signal but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, it is very late. We are on the eve of the end of this year. We got one yeah. more day till till New, till New Year's as you as you hear this as we record. In fact, it's eleven o'clock, so we're we're one more one more one more day, and then we start the festivities to ring in the year. And that is exactly what we are doing with this episode. We're doing a fun little end of the year recap. Um, if you're watching this on our YouTube feed, you might notice that uh, things are normal. I got a spooky hallway behind me, so if you see any supernatural activity, please let me know because I don't need uh, I don't need spooky things popping up on me. And uh, Jessica is very cozy, keeping warm at, at her house. So this is a, a little more a little more laid back episode. Got my big mug mm. uh, with a nice hot cup of tea. So, basically, what we wanted to do is recap the year. It was a very big year, all said and done. Um, considering this was, I would say, the first year post-pandemic. I mean, we can probably officially say that. And uh, things were. It, it was. It was a. It was a transition period of sorts. Things were getting back into the fold. People were traveling again. We did a lot, and there was a lot of news. And uh, going through it today, I just realized how much news there was. Uh, but before we start, Jessica, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was good. I got to see my mom, and mm -hmm. went out to eat a couple dishes that are Korean Chinese, mm -hmm. and enjoyed her time. I got to catch up with her and see her and talk to her. I make it sound like she's so far away. Actually. <laughs> next to me so, <laughs> i see her pretty frequently mm -hmm. um but yeah no it was good it was and basically talked about what we would like our new year's to be and how this current year is wrapping up and doing you know? mm -hmm. yep very much oh that's good i had a big family gathering we had 29 people in this house that was a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people. And uh, we're in a we're in a phase right now where we have a few little kids in the family now. Like, if, you know, cousins and stuff are starting to have kids. But not enough yet to... I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with my hair. It's all funky. I'm, I, I keep... I'm messing with it. If you're watching this on the YouTube version, I'm messing with it because I keep looking like... I look like a... I hate to say this, like an SS youth. It looks terrible. Uh, I, that's not an image I want for myself. Uh, but I digress. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet with uh, um, all the little kids that were little kids are now growing up. In fact, my cousin's youngest just turned 29, which makes me feel my pulse. Because now I'm starting to feel my age. Every time I look into this camera we're doing this, it's just that much more gray in the beard. So... <laughs> I, uh, I'm starting to be hot. I might have to start dyeing my beard purple like Jessica does her hair. 
So that way I can I can at least lie to myself about the uh, the harrowing uh, rigors of aging. Jessica does not age, by the way. Just so those of you at home, she's perpetually twenty four. So and she, a guarantee she'll be that way till she's ninety four as well. Oh gosh, I don't know. This harsh fighting is not doing much. Money. Is set up all the lights and it is. Mm-hmm. A- at night so the harsh like lighting really changes how everybody looks all of the dark wrinkles well i'm glad you brought that up real quick just so there's a little little side tangent you were on a show recently oh yeah yes i am as i'm touching my red bull at 11 Mm -hmm. yes i was on a show recently and tell the good people what you're on for those who don't know uh, the History Channel, The Toys That Built America. I mm-hmm. was in the Cabbage Clash episode. And then I'm also, I pop up a little bit more on the Christmas Crazies, where we talk about mm-hmm. Friday and the trends of the toys that were on there. So, yeah, yes, lighting is um different. Like, Glamour shots, movies, podcast, well, not podcast, mm. but like YouTube. So lighting changes you, folks, changes the way you look. I bring this up because um, even I didn't know. That's the beauty of NDAs. Jessica is very strict with them. So when uh, someone sent me a text, they're like, hey, isn't this Jessica? I'm like, yeah, it is Jessica. Now, she's been on TV before. It's not like she's never not been on TV. She's popped up on a, on many things, but this was something new. I'm like, what? what is this from? I thought it might have been like a repeat of um, – because you were on like another – you were on something on sci-fi at one point, weren't you? Um, It was AMC Channel. A- and that's what it was. Secret History. It was a comic – it was yeah. a comic book show, right? Yeah. So I thought someone was watching that, and I'm like, wait, no. That's, that's her current hair. So I texted her. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm getting a million. My phone's blowing up over this. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm on this show. I'm like, ah, awesome. Then there was a little, then the little dots on my text came up. She's like, I look absolutely terrible. I'm like, you look perfectly fine as you do every single time. So Jessica is her own harshest critic. And I tell her that she doesn't need to be, but that is how, uh, but sometimes that's that's how you accomplish things. Sometimes you you're hard on yourself, even if you don't need to be. Oh, thank you. Just, so yeah, everyone, you drop. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I was like, everyone looks different in different lighting. Hmm. So did you drop knowledge about Cabbage Patch Kids? Um, I did, I did, but it also is edited, and they also have other experts that are also there. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. For those who were a little bit older at the time, or can remember the time when they originally came out, that was very. Um, and you and I were, were were we we were babies. We were like yeah. two and three when those things hit hard. Yeah, like Hooven you. So everything I know through the step history and trends, but. They continue to come out. So I got cabbage patches as I got older. Um, mm-hmm. and about that, you were able to talk about uh, in the Christmas things like the 
you know, Elmo, we talked about Furbies, we talked about all the really had a huge following, especially around <coughs> and Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Which all seem to be disappearing. Like Black Friday this year wasn't really Black Friday. Um, we were talking to my uh, my buddy that works for Costco, and he's like, it's not really like Black Friday. Like no one, everyone's got a TV now. No one needs a new TV. Um, everyone streams. No one needs a DVD player anymore. All this stuff. Like, and I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe a few years off. Maybe a few years off from. Look, I'm 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 uh, I am pro venture capitalist, but even I'm like at points I'm just like Best Buy, Walmart. You guys don't need to be open on Thanksgiving. Let everyone have Thanksgiving and. Then everyone can get up at four in the morning, like we used to back in the day, to go get those those so so deals, which they're not even really deals anymore. I, it's that 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 was the hardening last last year when I went in. I'm like, there's it's all just blowout crap now. Yeah, yeah, things are not what they used to be, and I knew well, other than everything that's going on, I think Amazon Prime happens like more than once, like Prime Day. And yeah, and even Prime Day kind of kind of oh, blows. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I don't know if Black Friday's going to go the way it used to, and it didn't, I don't think. No, it didn't. I, you know, I, I pay attention to um, yeah. the financial reports just out, of, just out of morbid curiosity, and this year they were like, mm. and people are tightening their belt. And then, but to be fair, it's like, there's you you haven't offered anything in about I'd say the last time Black Friday really felt like it meant something was like twenty fifteen. And every year since it's just been more and more like, no, nah, this is all the stuff we just didn't sell through the year here. Well we're deep discounting it. and people are like, I didn't want it then, why do I want it now? Like um you know, occasionally it's good if like you're like me and like I need more, you know, terabyte hard drives and I can go get one for thirty five bucks, but Beyond that, it's like, I, I don't need anything. I don't need anything that you're offering. Like, Target had nothing. I'm like, I got clothes. I got all the other stuff. And I think that's what everyone else is looking at. But the big thing that's missing that you were hitting on is that toy. There's no more, like, you got to have the toys. The last one I could remember was right before the pandemic, everyone wanted those baby shark puppets that talked. Those are the only thing that I saw people were like, those are, like, the big hitters this year because – Everyone wanted to get them for the kids, but there's no, there's no Power Ranger run. There's no Tickle Me Elmo run. There's just none of it. And part of me is like, yeah, that's kind of good. But the other part of me is like, ah, I'm not kind of down with that. I'm kind of, I, I, I don't like the way that we've moved away from toys and we just, everything's just sit on a, on a tablet. I'm a, it's the old man in me now. I'm just like, kids need to play. Not sit there while their parents are off gallivanting, and they're just like, "Here, you know, here's the babysitter." I'm, I'm not, I'm not down with that. But also, yeah. I don't have kids. I'm not raising kids either. So, who am I to say? No, I understand. Kids be out playing and doing more hands-on type of toys, and not so much mm-hmm. big tablet and the iPhone. Yes, as I sit here with my Gorosaurus toy, that. Uh, Playmates had put out, and just like kids, you need to be more of this. You need me playing with more, more of this. So, I will say um, this year, though, um, I was I've been eliminating needless things around here um, in uh, in an attempt to just uh, 
clear out clutter that I don't need. And um, I had bought stuff that, you know, we I re- used for recording for stuff for our YouTube channel. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't need this. And put all an offer up. And all of it went. And all of it was Godzilla stuff. And everybody I talked to, they were like, oh, yeah, I've been looking for this for my kid. My kid wants this. My kid. I'm like, and much like the Grinch, my heart grew three times its <laughs> size. I'm just like. Ah uh, yes, I uh, this this is the this is the future I want to live in, where parents are rushing out trying to find a, that cool Godzilla toy because their kid wants it, and I'm just like that that <clears throat> holiday joy has been brought back to me. Faith in humanity has been brought back. Like never in my life would I've ever thought of that because it was all, for years. It's been it's been such a niche thing, and you know, I, we talked about it. In fact goes with this show. I mean, we talked about it. I think I've, I've ranted about it several times and, you know, in past episodes this year, but you know, people can, you know, they're, they're clearly fans of the monster first. And then yeah. there are the people who are like, ah, you know, it's not my Godzilla. And I'm like, all right, but it's still Godzilla. Godzilla's Godzilla. We can argue about the Sony Godzilla. That's not really Godzilla anymore. Can cannot canonically, it's really not Godzilla, but um, more Godzilla is better Godzilla. There's, there's no, in my opinion, there's no such thing as a bad Godzilla movie. There are lesser Godzilla movies. You and I had a whole episode where we argued over the Netflix movies, and those seem to be very decisive, uh, divisive amongst fans. But even I'm like, it's got Godzilla in it. I, I can't really say mad personally. I don't like. I don't care that much for against Mechagodzilla, but it's sequel. I love to death. So I'm like, but it's still a Godzilla movie. And I still have to have it. So the MonsterVerse is doing its job. The fact that King Kong, Jessica, King Kong is popular in 2022. <laughs> you have no idea the amount of joy that brings me. That little kids are talking about King Kong. They're 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 talking about King Kong and Godzilla fighting each other. I would have these conversations with my friends on a playground. They're like, "Okay, and those are like hokey movies. Who cares?" You know, everyone was into Jurassic Park at that point. I'm like, "No, no, there's joy. There's awesome. They, these are awesome things." And now it's come back around, and you have it's 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 doing its job and that's why you know i've i've told people they're like ah i didn't really like Godzilla versus Kong i'm like that's fine everyone's entitled to their opinion you don't have to like something but at the end of the day it's doing it's doing what the prequel star wars movies have done right where a lot of the where a lot of the older fans bitched and moaned i believe me I was not a guy that was complaining about the prequels. I actually liked the prequels where they came out. I liked seeing Yoda draw his lightsaber and fight an 81-year-old Christopher Lee. There was, that was awesome. Now, looking back, was Attack of the Clones really a great movie? Not really. It's it's not it's not that great of a movie, but there's there's great moments in it. And I love Revenge of the Sith. Like I really do enjoy those prequel movies. Here's the thing. They did what the original trilogy did for a whole generation. When I'm out working with my buddy selling um, these tiny, the little lounge fly backpacks, and we get people to come up like, oh, you got Star Wars. I'm like, yeah. Like, do you have any Clone Wars stuff? I'm like, not really, because they haven't made a ton. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, my kid, my kid loves Captain Rex. I'm like, wow, that's really going deep. And that's, 
They're like, and when I talk to these people, and now these are like people in their 20s who now have kids. And I'll talk to them. You know, I'm a guy pushing 40. And I'll, I'll, I'm like, how old were you when, when the prequels came out? They're like, I was six when Phantom Menace came out. I'm like, what'd you think? It's like, it was the greatest thing in the world. I'm like, and that's why. That's why they work. Because a whole generation got into Star Wars because of those prequel movies. And to those people, those prequel movies are the world. I don't know if we'll say that about the new trilogy, but that's to be seen in 20 years. So we'll see. But, again, they did their job. They kept the thing alive. And that's what the MonsterVerse is doing. You know, to... Actually, I would argue to the same degree. They've made big monsters... They made giant monsters popular again. And, I, you know, the news as we go over, you know, one of the big, one of the big things this year was... Uh, legendary, they're like, we're doubling down. Yeah. More MonsterVerse. Everyone thought, they were like, oh, well, once, you know, remember about a year and a half ago when Godzilla and Kong came out and everyone was quoting Shinji Higuchi from a previous, like, two years when he's like, Toho's not going to do another Godzilla movie because they're, you know, they're waiting. The internet news sites took that as gospel because they're like, well, he made a Godzilla movie. He would know. It's like, yeah, he's not really. He's a filmmaker. So he's probably been told one thing, but no one really knows and, uh, unless you're an executive at the studio. And everyone was under the assumption, oh, once Godzilla and Kong comes out, the rights will revert back to Toho and things will be back, you know, be, you know, the way it should be again. And then it turned out, nope. Legendary's like, we're printing the money with this. And we want to stay in that business. And uh, they were – that. It looks like they are going to be in the MonsterVerse business as long as these movies keep making money, and I am here for it. In fact, first thing, right off the bat, literally almost a year ago, it'll be two weeks ago, because I looked up the the article as I look back this year, the first big news that came out this year was the announcement of the MonsterVerse TV show, Jessica. We all sat there, and we're like, are you out of your mind? A Godzilla TV series? Yes. Which I think is with an asterisk because it's not been said as a Godzilla TV show. It's a MonsterVerse show. Yeah. And I'm still eagerly waiting uh, a trailer, which I'm hoping against hope we get that sooner than later. Yeah. But, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it, again, it's going to actually get me to invest in something in Apple because I'm not an Apple guy. I'm a PC man till the day I die. I'm like Kyle's dad on South Park. He's like, I don't want to get an Apple. And they're like, just get an Apple. I'm like, nope, never owned an iPod, never owned a Mac. I learned computers on Macs in school, and I'm like, I hate this. Want a proper? I want a proper OS, and I stuck with Microsoft and and Android. And I got people. They're like, "You don't have an iPhone?" I'm like, "Nope, I got Android." And I got my fancy flip phone. I love this thing. It's so awesome. You know why? It's the simple things, Jessica. You know what I can do now when I want to hang up on people? Before we lost, we lost the physicality of things. So when you were yelling at someone on the phone, you'd be like, "Well, bye." Bam. Now. Yeah, it's not slamming the phone. That's the next best thing. It's the feeling of it. Yes, yeah. it is. It's 
that's what we're missing. We're missing the, 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 the physicality of these things. So we got monsters right off the bat. Big news. Like, wow. So coming to Apple. All right. So I'll take what I can get. Um, so that was back in January. Yeah. I got a whole list right here. And right after that, Toho and Boom announced that uh, they're making at least this this man's childhood dream come true. And they are having a Godzilla Power Ranger crossover, which we still we need to we need to really sit down and do. We've been meaning to do an episode about that. So I think the trade's out. I think that'll be one of the next month or so. That'll be one of the episodes we can finally sit down and properly review it because it it it, it brought. I'm not gonna lie. It that first that first issue just brought a. a just a tingle of a tear. Like if, I, if it was, this was an anime, you'd just see the little glint, especially when Freddie Williams art has Godzilla and the dragon Zord facing off. And there's the teeny tiny little green ranger looking on. I'm just like, I have drawn this picture a thousand times in fourth grade. And to finally see it like canonized, I'm just like this again, it's such it's, it, you can argue that, you know, the world is a, is a bitter and harsh place, but you have to find the joy in there. And that, my God, made me feel like I was nine years old, 10 years old again. And, oh, that feeling, you cannot buy that feeling. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It is um crossover that I have dreamed about, and it happened. That was really awesome. I need more, though. I need more now. And I need more. And I need more in the sense that, okay, the next evolution of this we need Zord versions of all the kaiju. Yeah. I need a I need a Megazord made out of made out of like a Rodan, uh, an Anguilus. Um, trying to think, who else would they do? Like a Mothra, like Mothra larvae could be the like a tank, like the Triceratops. Uh, you obviously, got to make Mechagodzilla as like the body, but they, there's there's such potential. And then I need toys. That I will happily invest if I could get the Green Ranger sitting on top of like a proper robotic Godzilla. I will like and you. I I will you. My wallet will burn with how fast the friction it's going against the against the atmosphere from how fast I'm pulling it out. So I'm hoping again. I'm hoping that we see more of that down the line. Um, maybe the good people at Toho can work on something. We'll see. I'm hoping. Uh, let's see what else we got here, Jessica. What else happened in 2022? Uh, well, we got more toys. Speaking of toys, yeah. this year this year saw Super Seven get into the into the toy game. In fact, I have one right here, the Super Seven Marosan, uh, classic Godzilla. Yeah. I, if you know your Super Sevens, man, these guys care, and they care about their toys and. Man, these things are these things are are pretty wicked. I got the Target exclusive for Christmas with the the poster variant, so I haven't opened this yet. I'm still figuring out whether or not I want to, but um, but it's doing stuff like this. The '57 Godzilla, the Godzilla that never got made, the volcano monster Godzilla. Uh, when I saw that, I lost my mind. I'm like, get get out! That that is such a deep cuts 
thing yeah. that like your average fans like your average person on the streets are like oh, I guess but to like you and I are like you get the hell out of here you're making a toy out of a movie that never got made I'm like that's all I want funny yes and now we're on we're on uh, wave two they just announced and the one I gotta get out of that is the Mecha Godzilla with like the half fake skin like he's burning it off I'm just like yeah. Out. You know what else I need, Jessica? I need the little bone turtle from Infant Island. <laughs> With the weird bobbly head that's doing this. And, and as a kid, I'm like, is that thing alive? What is that thing? I'm like, oh. no, no, no. I need the bone turtle. I, I think it would sell. I think people would buy it. At least as a convention exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know you would get it because it, there's a weird adorableness to it. And that is your, uh, I know for a fact that is your kryptonite. It is. It's so cute. How many, how many, uh, this, so we had a conversation the other night about, um, a trip to, we're planning a trip to Japan. Yeah. Jessica, Jessica made a crack about something. Oh, it was for, uh, your friend Sam's birthday. Shout out to Sam. A saint by any other name, if you know the man. <laughs> and uh, Jessica brought up something about plushies. And essentially, like, as, as, as how did that go, Jessica? Oh, it was like he would find a way to pack for, and like 10,000 plushies, cases, and duffel bags so we can, like, bring him back home. Not to sell. Oh, um, yeah. But trying to figure it out. And then I told Chris, we mentioned in the earlier podcast, that mm -hmm. forward and planning to going to Japan this November for the new film. And I tagged Chris and I was like, you come see and witness what November of next year brings <laughs> as he shoved in all of my Japan stuff get back. And I imagine Chris just in corner watching this go down. I've seen the man do a, a versions of it before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it happen before, but not to the extent. And the way that she worded it was uh, just, you know, the back and forth of like, Sam, that's a lot of Totoro plushies. And just as you wrote, it's like, get cracking. It's like, how many Totoro plushies does one woman need? The answer is not enough. <laughs> yeah, like, he'll be like, oh, that's a lot of Totoro plushies. How are you going to bring it back? And I'll look at him, and I was like, that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Sam problem. That's a Sam problem. <laughs> they just got to make it back to America where they will adorn the uh, the, the the free spaces of your apartment. Did you ever get the gigantic Totoro that's about the size of you? No, I would love to have that. And I've seen him in life, but I don't have one. You know what? I, I think the Totoro hmm? floor mat, like a floor. Oh, it's not. You're not talking about the, the cat, the cat bus one, right? No, 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 no. So the actual thing. There's, did they, did they do one like the Snorlax bed where you can just lay on his belly? 
Kind of. Of yeah. course they did. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, how deep on the on the need list is that one? Because that, if you know Jessica, like again, you combine plushie and, and something that's useful, like as a that she could actually sleep on, like sh- it's it's on an Amazon wish list somewhere. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes, there is. There is. It's <laughs> turtle shell plush sleeping bag that's on my list. Fuck in like them from Super Mario, and then you just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple months back, uh, there's a section here in LA. Uh, it's like a like a miniature little Tokyo. It's not little Tokyo. It's 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 uh, a street called Sawtill. And uh, it's just like this, it's like the hipster version of Little Tokyo. That's the best way I can describe it. Some of the, my absolute favorite ramen places out there, it's called uh, uh, Sujita. It's it's, um, uh, Sukumen Dipping Robin. Uh, Oh, whenever I'm out there, um, especially when I go to the new art, I'm like, you got to go get the good stuff. And uh, there's a, there's a store Usually when, you know, we were only because this place is popular. So it's like, we got to kill like 20 minutes. Let's walk over to like the the Tokyo Central store. And uh, what was once a place where you can buy, you know, fine Japanese uh, uh, materials like, you know, bowls, chopsticks, stuff has turned into essentially like a tiny anime-based store. They sell nothing now. But, I mean, you can still get like... You know, cute pins and stuff, but the walls are adorned with Gundam models and Banpresto, like, one-piece um, uh, models. But they also have a large section of these jumpers that, uh, when I saw, they, they had one in there. I sent a picture of it to Jessica. I, I, this came up because it, it, this was not that long ago. I think it was, like, back in August. And I'm, I was walking, and I looked in there, and I'm like, huh. That's what I said Jessica would like. I took a picture, and I believe it was like a, it's not quite a Godzilla one. It was a dinosaur one, and then there was a bear one. So I, they had them out on display. I took two pictures, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> two minutes later, I just get, ah, which is, you know, Jessica's uh, uh, reply for uncontrollable screaming. And then I get the reply, well, I got the bear one, but I'm missing the dinosaur one. How much is it? And I'm like, probably a little more than you can afford right now. This looks wildly expensive. She's like, all right, don't worry. I'll have it soon. So I'm like, not surprising one bit. So I think we need to do, uh, I think we need to do uh, an episode. You rock in one of those because I know you have a, a, a wide collection of them now. Oh, I do. I do. I also like YouTube special as I go down all the kites have. I think that'll be an episode we do for for our YouTube channel in the near future. We gotta I mean we're I'm going through all my stuff. I'm like, no no, Jessica has an array of things and we need to do we need to dedicate a month to uh to uh just like a whole kawaii uh cute like episode. They will just be 100% Jessica. Like, there's no other way to describe it. So, but yeah, cool stuff. Mondo got deep in the game. In fact, I'm going to show off my favorite piece that I got this year from Mondo. This is, to me, it ties for my absolute favorite figure this year. The other one being the X-Plus Godzilla ride. 
the Hanna Barbera <laughs> Godzilla piece from Mondo. Yeah, yeah. You had this brings me just nothing but joy. I look at it, and I'm just like, I was right in the world. Look, it just the look again. I hear Lurch from from Adam's family like roaring, like when I see this thing because. <laughs> For deep cut stuff, I love deep cut stuff, and I love the Hanna Barbera show, but there was never any Hanna Barbera stuff because it was a le- weird rights issues. Some good people over at the Toho office managed to get this going with uh, Mondo, and uh, now I have an official piece of Hanna Barbera Godzilla merchandise adorning my shelf. And there, there, if mir- you could talk about miracles happening, this you're looking at it. This is a miracle in of itself. This. Should not exist, and yet exist because some good people put in some good hard work. God bless you guys, because uh, again, the the thirty nine year old of me is it's it, it. I'm just like I'm four again. I'm like this. This is amazing. I I just wish we could get the other characters. I don't know if that's really possible, but I'm not complaining. Money well spent. When uh when you know my grandfather used to say it's like why do you need all this stuff? I'm just like. What? Why does anybody need a house? You know, I, this he's like, what are you going to do with all of it? I'm like, don't worry. Certain things will be entombed with me. I plan on being entombed like, like a pharaoh. And you can, people will, I'll be frozen. People can come visit me. And all this, all my nice things that one day, you know, cyborg folks in the year, you know, 4,840 could come raid my tomb. And they're like, what in God's name is this? But it's got to be worth something. This guy seems like he was important. Little did they know. Little did they know. Not really. <laughs> uh, moving on. So, around April, as the MonsterVerse show was all being talked about, there were rumors circling that, well, there's going to be another MonsterVerse movie. And we're like, hmm, I wonder what that's going to be. And, of course, people were still like, ah, no, it's, it's going to be just a Kong film. Nope. No, it it was essentially announced we are getting a direct sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong, which now we know is tentatively being titled Godzilla and Kong. Uh, we have Adam Wingard back. It feels like the second that movie hit, and they're like, hey, here's a dump truck of money, Adam. Go make another one. And he's like, sure. And uh, he's cast one of his... Uh, his use one of his players, Adam Steve or Dan Stevens, Dan, Dan Stevens, Dan Stevens. Again, a couple of people mixed up. He's in it, uh, and uh, we know next to nothing other than it's Godzilla and it's Kong. And for some reason, Dan Stevens is there doing stuff, and I don't care. I, I'm like, I'm already good to go. Like, I, I will get my. It's doesn't come out till next year, and or 2024. But I'm like, that's fine. Give me time. You gotta give me a little something. I got something. I need something to look forward to. I turned forty in twenty twenty four. I'm like, I need something to get me there. And uh, a new Godzilla and Kong film is exactly that. So, uh, look, I'm I unabashedly loved that first that the first one just because it just gave me everything I'm asking for. Uh, I'm walking out of it, and a friend of mine's like, oh, "What'd you think?" I'm like, "I'm an easy mark." It didn't matter. It gave me what I wanted. I had Kong punch Godzilla as hard as he could in the face. They fought in the water. They fought on land. 
And the bonus was there was a Mecha Godzilla. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. Like, it doesn't take much. Like, the whole thing could have just been people fucking at each other in some uh, unintelligible language. I'm like, as long as the monsters are fighting, that's all they really care about. I got to see Godzilla crawl. And, like, the biggest thing I loved about it, Godzilla was in that movie. And I don't know why that tickled me pink, but giving him, like, the facial expressions of being an absolute dick to King to Kong was I, I just like I I, I kind of love that I kind of love a little morally gray Godzilla. It doesn't need to be a hero. Every once in a while he can be a dick, and that to that is one of the best elements. Watching after that that the shit and Kong's lying there, he's all beaten, and Godzilla just comes up and he just cracks a little smile, just like yeah, suck it, and he just swims off. I'm like I want more of this. I want more. Or like my monsters having some personalities, and yeah, like Godzilla be like Godzilla be like a grade A asshole to King Kong. He's the other hero, but you know what? he doesn't have to like him. So looking forward to that. And then uh, oh, right after that, keeping the monster stuff going, Godzilla and Kong came to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which was apparently like a big thing. I don't play Call of Duty, but the people I talked to said eh, this is actually a big deal. So, uh, new cinematics, it was an expansion pack. I apparently did very well, but you know what? I don't really play video games much anymore. I'm getting old, Jessica. So that was a big deal. Finally, or not finally, but as I say, finally, I mean, finally, Shin Ultraman came out in Japan after nearly two years of waiting, came out, did gangbusters, and yeah, uh, yeah it did absolutely like to even I was following the box out. There was like there was a great funny report talking about like how exceptionally well Shin Ultraman was doing because in Japan May is not a big movie month for them over there. Um, they don't follow our same um, our, our same release track. So, so um, for us. Summer starts in May, goes to about mid-August is when your prime time summer month is. So that's when all your big movies are. Japan, not that. Um, so they were talking about like just how well that movie did. It was. It's now the officially like the highest grossing like Ultraman movie of all time, which I think that was going to be a given no matter what when that thing came out. But it did better than anybody I think was expecting. So... That was in May. We're finally getting it here in a week and a half. I can't wait because I feel I feel like you and I are like the last two people who have not watched this film. Um, it is available by, by dubious means, and I, being a purist, have been like, no, keep your dubious ways. I will see it in the theater like it's meant to be seen. So uh, we'll be talking about that. Um, not the next show, but the show after. We have something else we're going to be doing. So we'll talk about that. But the review will be coming. But finally, I'm get to see Shin Ultraman. I see opening five minutes of the Ultra Q stuff, and I'm just, I'm like, Ano and, and, and Shinji Higuchi, just give them all the, all the cool toys. Part of me kind of wants them to do that while they, they keep teasing their Shin world. And I'm like, kind of give me, like, yeah, give me all of it. Give me, give me, give me Shin Godzilla, Kamen Rider, Ultraman, and Ava. All like one weird battle royal Avengers esque film, and it'll make all the monies. But I, I think there's, there's a lot of politics involved with that one. That's not going to happen. Mm. 
Excuse me. I am ranting and raving here. So let's go through. Go ahead. Never say never. Things happen all the time. And I feel like people forget that the future is fluid, dependent on Mm -hmm. how much money is involved. People change. People like people in charge come and go. And Mm -hmm. honestly, anything can happen. Ten years from now, you're going to have Batman fighting Captain America and there's a Transformer in the background. That actually feel that that does feel like it's real. I mean, look, I mean, look. You as a you as a comic book nerd, did you ever think you would have ever seen an Avengers movie? No, I didn't. Yep. And not only did we get one, we got an awesome Avengers movie, and then a so-so yep. Avengers movie, then another awesome Avengers movie, and then another so-so Avengers film. So the whole gauntlet was was thrown down. Um. While Shin Kamen, while Superman hit, uh, we got our first look at Shin Kamen Rider, which is uh, Ano's uh, next film. Which there's an aesthetic that I kind of love, Jessica. I love seeing cloaks and coats on mechanical things. I don't know why, but I love it. Uh, it's one of the things in that third crap Transformers film that I loved. I loved that, that, that Megatron was wearing a cloak for some reason in Gundam. Sandrock was wearing his cloak. I'm like, I, I don't know why I love this. And when Anno puts a trench coat on Common Rider, I'm like, sign me the hell up. I want that figure. I want all. I, I give him. The, and I think he's got a uh, a fedora as well. At one point too, he looks like Detective Common Rider. Like he's an old gumshoe kind of. Thing. I'm like, I don't care. And not only that, but that trailer. The most two things that were astonishing about that trailer. One. Uh, Shinya Sukamoto is in this thing. The man who created, uh, who, a, a very, uh, uh, prolific director in his own right, who did a little movie called Tetsuo the Iron Man, which is one of the weirdest, most like avant-garde films you'll ever watch. I'm watching that trailer. And I'm like, wait, is that Sukamoto? Oh my God. Sure enough, it is. So I know pulling out the nerd card, but the second it, I'm looking at it, I'm like, this doesn't look like Either the either thing they did with Godzilla and Ultraman, like this looks super low budget. Like it literally felt like it looks like I was like I literally am just making an episode of the show that I grew up on watching. No yeah. changes whatsoever. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that 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 made me want to see this even more. I'm like, yeah, you slick it up, that's cool. But going back and doing that, like, I don't know. Why, it was such a weird aesthetic that it, it's it's interest. It's even got me more interested. Like I'm not the, I'm not the. I, I can't even really say I'm a common writer fan. I've only seen very little. That's changing with something. Um, we'll discuss at the end at the end of the show. But um, yeah, just something about that. Looking at it, I'm just like, man, this this is. They're doing all the air flips, like just the camera. The you know the camera panned up so the guy in the suit can do the flip and everything. I'm like. This looks just, this is a, he made a 70s TV episode on like a modest budget. I'm like, man, I, I can't wait to see what he does with this. So that comes out in March. And uh, I actually know people who are flying over to Japan to actually go see it in March. Uh, moving on, speaking of coming out, uh, coming out of the pandemic, we started getting back to what we could call normal this year. And that's all the return of conventions and both Jessica and I attended quite a few uh, but the big ones were the return of G-Fest 
which uh, unfortunately due to some scheduling issues, Jessica could not attend in person, but she was there via video. So, and I told everyone hi, because people were like, where's Jessica? I'm like, hi, yeah, I'm here too. Uh, <laughs> just show the popularity. Uh, but uh, first time at this new uh, venue, which is, I would argue is far better than the crown. The only thing that's missing is what for the, um, the hardcore folks is the patio to hang out with at the end of the night. But I think, I think I found something, something better. Uh, our mutual friend, Tommy and I were kind of meandering around the hotel late at night and we stumbled upon something we're like this has potential for next year when everyone shows up. So um, that said, beautiful brand new venue, so much bigger, a nicer hotel. Um, I had the time of my life there. Uh, it was just me and a, and a you know, uh, a few friends. Uh, I was sad. A lot of people couldn't make it, but I understood, you know, there's still people who are very cautious about going out, you know, as you know, as they should be. So I got a lot of calls like, how is it? I'm like, it's great. And they're like, cool. See you next year. I'm like, all right, man. Um, and yeah, I, I, it really gave me like, Give me like hope that this show can finally like grow, because that's the one thing I've been arguing that um, it, it needs to it, they need to expand, and I think this new venue is going to help them really do that. And I know a lot of a lot of people have been arguing, so well, you know, maybe others can do their own shows. And well, we've been seeing that's kind of a lot a lot easier said than done. So it's a little hard to build that kind of rapport with a 25 plus year old show when you want to kind of do your own thing. And uh, I found out this past summer that, you know, another show attempted to do it and not exactly to the same results, but you know, you have to start somewhere. Literally came back on, got off my flight, out to my car. And for the first time in two years, we were back at Comic-Con. Yes, we were. And Jessica, you had a gigantic pre uh, um, presence there this year. Why don't you talk about your return to Comic-Con and what you did this year uh, for the people? Oh, yes. We covered it in a previous episode. But since we're recapping, I am one of this year's, or if you're listening, in last year's Eisner judges. And the Eisner Awards is basically the Academy of War for comic books. Mm -hmm. So the six so how did it feel to be back, too? Yeah, and, and, and first year back, so it was like an incredible blessing. And it was wonderful to have our Kaiju Kingdom, had a po our podcast had a panel there. We, you know, we celebrated a bunch of anniversaries of fandom that was there on our panel and throughout the convention. And it was really amazing to be back. And I know Chris had to do it back-to-back, G-Fest and then... I just... it, no, yeah, I, I, it actually, oops, sorry, maybe really started making me feel my age too. Like, I'm just like, by, I didn't actually stay all four days this year. I actually only did two. Unfortunately, I was going to do three, but, uh, car issues. Um, but the two days out there, I'm like, I feel this, if it made me realize every once in a while, I think you need to take like a year off to appreciate what you have. And it, that's what it did feel like this year. Everyone being back. It actually, to be fair, it really there was still not as many people as there normally would be at Comic Con. And I'm not gonna lie, I was like, 
I think this is about the the, the comfortable limit that uh, you know we you know we need now at this show. Like it was sold out, but it wasn't like maxed out. Like there's I've taken videos every year. There's what I call my Saturday picture. I'll get into the main hall and I'll go down the I'll go down Hollywood Isle right around where Lucasfilm starts, and I'll just hold my phone up, snap a picture, post it online, and then have everyone text back. Um, my anxiety is through the roof just looking at that because it's just a sea of humanity. <laughs> this year, not not that. It was actually not. I'm like, well, I can put my arms out. Like, this is – I can get used to this. So – uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying stay away from Comic Con. I'm like, I always tell people you should go visit it and experience it at least once in your life. It is truly something to behold. That said, I think maybe capping it a little bit you know, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, I mean, 125,000 people at once is a lot at at one point. Maybe we can just shave it down just a little bit. But that also reminded me of possibly my favorite moment of this year. Actually, two favorite moments. So we did the panel. And I told to, you know, re- to recap the story. I told it in detail on a, a about four or five episodes ago. But we did a we did a panel with uh, Darnell Ison. Uh, it said his last name right, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, uh, uh. Sorry, I just had a mind fart. Well, who else, Jessica? Pat Hiroshi. Yeah, um, we had a Hiroshi. Uh, <laughs> It's it's midnight. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm having mind farts right now. Like I had name. So we have her. Uh, 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 Hiroshi. Why can't I say his name? I forgot. I feel like I'm having a stroke. Hiroshi Kamatani. Thank you. Yeah. And Dory um, Krause. Yeah. All three. So it was it was a it was an eclectic mixture of guests. But again, my favorite moment was Jessica running up. Get, we were getting the panel ready. Dory had shown up, um, so I was there to greet everybody. Uh, Hiroshi was already hanging out, so he was off in the corner. Dory came in, and Dory looked like he was like, can't he? Like, I, I say this all sincerely. He looked like he got off the set of the Brendan Fraser mummy. Like he had like, he was wrapped, and like he had like a like a almost like a shawl on and everything. And when he took it off, it was like, oh, there he is. And I just, and Hiroshi came up, you were talking to Hiroshi, and he was like staring at Dory as I'm talking to him. And you turn around like, oh, uh, Dory, Hiroshi, Hiroshi, Dory. And you kind of like turn around, it's like, I got to take, take care of this real quick, I got to take care of something. And he's like looking at him, and Dory goes out to shake his hand, and he's like, huh? And kind of looks like Ultraman. And his eyes light up, because now he realizes who it is. He's like, Ultraman, great? So yeah, the joy on this grown man's face just it was infectious. Like the whole time we're on, on the dais uh, moderating the panel, Dory's here, Hiroshi's on the other side of him, and he's like a little kid, just like, just you can see, it's like he's in like a whole other, like he's gone back to being a child again, and he's realizing he's hanging out with Ultraman. And once the panel was done, I, uh, I remember we were clearing out, and uh, you were outside talking. You're like, can you go grab Hiroshi? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I go back in there, and Dory's signing something for him. And I tap Hiroshi on the back, and he, he turns around. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, I know. I understand. 
I get it. Come outside, get her big group photo. And she's like, can I, can I get a photo? And Dora's like, yeah, yeah, get in here, get in, get the phone. Just the picture of them, like, shaking hands, the genuine childlike smile on Hiroshi's face is one of my absolute favorite memories because I'm looking at him I'm just like, there is, you could tell this man that the world is ending in, like, 10 minutes and he would not care because he is hanging out with Ultraman. And, like, believe me, I know the joy because afterwards we got to hang out with Ultraman. We were talking with Dory, and he's like, you know, I've never been to Comic-Con. Like, I've lived down here for, like, 20 years. And I'm like, no, you haven't? He's like, yeah, you guys want to show me around? I'm like, I felt like Wayne and Garth in Wayne's World when uh, Alice Cooper says, no, come on, hang out. And they're like, hey, hang out with Alice Cooper. I'm like, hang out with Ultraman. Show him around Comic-Con. I'm just like, I need a minute. I'm breathing, like, let's go, man. I'm like, oh, the... If I went back in time to tell eight-year-old Chris, one day, this show that you love more than anything else in the world, you're going to actually get to hang out with Ultraman, and you're going to hang out with him at Comic-Con. Eight-year-old would have called me, adult me a liar, and asked, what the hell have you done? But <laughs> never would have believed it in a million years. And walking around, showing all this stuff, and he's just you know talking about wine. And stuff, I'm just like, this, this is... This is why you get up in the morning. This is why you live. This this is a moment, like, appreciate the great things in life. Because one day you never know. You might be walking around with one of your childhood idols at freaking Comic-Con as he's admiring, you know, weird anime pictures from afar. He's like, ha, huh, those, uh, they really, they, they really draw those women very curvy, don't they? You know, like, yes, yes, they do. So, that hands down for me. That, someone asked me the other day. I I I completely uh, blanked on it. But someone asked, like, what was your your favorite moment of twenty twenty two? And that right there, Jessica and I just hanging out with Dory, walking through Comic Con. It was like everything had just accumulated into one great moment. And I'm just I I when I went home that night, uh, my brother's like, so how was it? I'm like. This was the shortest Comic-Con I've done probably since I was, you know, 15. But this will hands down go down. It's one of the greatest Comic-Cons I've ever been to. He's like, why? I'm like, because I got to hang out with Ultraman. I got to hang out with freaking Ultraman. Like, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. So, and his friend even called. He's like, dude, I heard you hung out with Ultraman. I'm like, yes. He's like, I am insanely jealous. I'm like, I know. You should be jealous. So, um, but yeah, that right there. This is why, like... I, you know, I joke, but like, if Jessica's like, we like, we need to go like mule drugs, like over the border, and we have to do it very quietly. And I need someone I can trust. I'm like, I will go get the truck right now, because you got you got you you set it up to where I can hang out with Ultran for a day. So I, I I you know I feel like I'm in debt to you know I'm indebted. Like I I I have a blood oath that I must you know I I can never repay. So. Um, but yeah, that right there, you want to talk about the best of the best of 2022 is that, that day at Comic-Con, it, it's going to be very hard to top. I'm just going to say that. Um, so again, but so publicly again, thank you, Jessica. Uh, so let's blow through this real quick. Cause we're, we're I'm getting a little long winded. Jessica, are you watching Godzi band? I am. 
Yes, of course you are. So, I know. They, did you see the new toys that are coming out? Yes, I did. Little Anguirus and then Baby Radon. His name is Radon, not Rodan. Baby Radon. He's in the shell, kind of like the baby from uh, from Dinosaurs. <laughs> so, they actually have a movie that's out in Japan now. It came out Christmas Day on Blu-ray, like it should, um, that is reenacting Destroy All Monsters. Uh has a bunch of new puppets, and they, again, why I love this show so much, because it plays with the mythology. There was an episode where they had, where they they brought Erica, the spirit, the, the human DNA sequence of Biollante, and made her a character, and her two little minions are two little Matagos. I think their name is Ma and Tago. I think that that's their names. They're just tiny little mushroom people. And they had a whole episode where Biollante fought Death Ghidorah. And I'm, I sat there, I'm like, this is every fan fiction thing I wrote as a kid, like, in this. And this is absolutely wonderful. Well, the, 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 the sneaky, the, the, the clever bastards one-upped it. They're going even further. And they announced that they are recreating a lot, a movie that never got made. They're, re, they're doing Mothra versus Bag End. Making Bag End one of the most prolifically overlooked characters in the Godzilla lore. I got my sweet Dope Pope 3D print Bag End right here. One of the coolest designs, one of the coolest characters that hardest of the hardcore fans, especially if you played the Godzilla game for Super Nintendo, for years have been clamoring like, we need Bag End. Godzilla band heard, and they have made, and they have made him official, and... Oh, such joy. Um, that was announced uh, around Godzilla Day. We got the short films, the Gaian Rex, which was awesome. Then we got the Gaian short film. Um, but the biggest news, actually, we, well, it depends. It depends on where you stand with big news because the last two, I, I, let me, I'll, I'll put them out there. And you tell me where, where these stand. On Wednesday, we got word that there was a brand new Japanese Godzilla film. Um, but I say Wednesday, the Godzilla Day, which it was on. Right. So brand new Godzilla film for 2023. That's the big reason we're going out next year by uh, Takashi Yamazaki. And we're like, man, our cup is, our cup doth overflow. Like, I don't think you get any better than this. Three days later, Netflix is like, hold my beer. <laughs> and they announced there is a brand new Gamera anime coming. Out of the freaking blue, by the way. So I have been mulling here. I'm like, what has been the biggest news of the year? Has it been a new Japanese Godzilla movie? Or is it the fact that Gamera is coming back after nearly 15 years? Where do you stand on this, Jessica? Um, ooh. I would say Gamera. Because the Triwell is longer. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of, I mean... A Godzilla, like, it's not like we haven't had a new Japanese Godzilla movie, but the fact that we are getting a new one, that was big, but, like, for, you know, for the, you know, all of us, all of us that love Gamera, it's, it, it feels like it's been a drought. And yeah. Everyone's, it's like, Ultraman's back. Godzilla's huge. Like, there's all this stuff. What is Kotokawa doing? Like, why are they sitting on arguably, like, the most, one, the second most popular like monster in the world and and turns out oh no they haven't been sitting they've been working on something and 
when that dropped, like our, our friend Lenny, like he, I, I sent him a text and he sent me back the head explosion emoji. Cause he's like the biggest gamer fan in the world. And he's like, you're, you're not, please do not. He's like, don't toy with me. This is, is this real? He's I'm like, it's very much real. It just confirmed. He's like, I need to go sit down. He's like, I'll call you back. I have to go sit down for a minute. So, yeah, I would say that the news of 2022 was gamers returning. Uh, I think that out of everything surprised the hell out of it, it. No one saw it coming. And I think that out of everything is probably what I, the, mo- the people I talk to, they're more hyped about that than anything else. They're like, don't, there's new gamma. There's a, it's a gamma anime. It's a series. It's a freaking series. And it's coming to Netflix. So it's not like we're going to sit around like, oh, well, someone's going to, no, Netflix is putting it out. So in fact, uh, I posted this on our Instagram a couple, about a week ago. Um, the Bandai leaks are alluding that we might see this early as April. Fingers crossed. And that there's uh, already Monster A and Monster B. So it could be, I'm like, if you're doing a show, there is such potential, especially with animation, because you're not worried about building suits. You can go crazy. And not only that, you have room. You have room to breathe. You have room for camera to fly. So I'm waiting. We're still waiting to hear the studio behind it, uh, who's directing it, who's behind all the stuff. Which brings me to our final segment, what we are going to be looking forward to in 2023. Gamera being arguably the biggest thing of them all, as we've just been saying. So hopefully we hear something very soon. I'm assuming we probably will. If they're aiming for April, we'll probably get an announcement by the end of next month. But I'm looking through here, Jessica. Here's what we have coming. And if I'm missing anything, please let me know. So Shin Ultraman finally coming to the U.S. July le- or January 11th and January 12th, you and I will be seeing the January 11th version or uh, night, because that is the sub. And as I've stated, no one does proper dubs for live action movies anymore. So I will not be watching the dub because I don't want it ruined for me. Shin Kamen Rider, March, uh, end of March. A week before that, which complete keeps going under the radar, there's a Gridman Universe animated movie, which brings both the Gridman shows together, which I still need to watch Dino Xenon. But that's a new movie by Trigger, which you know your anime. Triggers, they do fine stuff. So that's March alone. Hopefully around April, we're going to get Gamera. Netflix is probably going to drop on us the Kong animated series. And we still have the MonsterVerse show, hopefully sometime next year, which I'm assuming is probably going to be... We'll probably see something around uh, summertime if if I if I'm if I know my stuff. And then finally, at the end of the year, which doing our damnedest, you and I will be sitting on November third in a Japanese movie theater watching a brand new Godzilla movie. There is so much to look forward to that it, it is insane. Like there's next year is going to be absolutely nutty with how much cool stuff is coming out and it brings you to the point again it's like you can you can you can look at the world in in dour sunglasses in dour glasses but you know what 
there's so much good. There's so much stuff to look forward to that, uh, you know, it gives you hope. It really does. So, uh, yeah, and uh, that is the end of my rant right there. <laughs> oh, two little things that I loved. Well, little, haha, depending, is 2022, we have, I play a game called Underground Ants, which is mm. I found through a channel called Nash, uh, Casual Geographic, I believe. Casual, casual Geographic, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Animal um, mm-hmm. facts really well. He was popular on TikTok. And then mm-hmm. now, the old name was Hood Nature, but now mm-hmm. it's Casual Geographic. And he, one of his sponsors was Underground Ants. So I got the game, and then we now have the Godzilla universe in it. Don't know how those people pulled it off. Uh, it was very interesting. Up on our Facebook page, Chris had put up some amazing screenshots of what yes. it looks like. I can't and imagine. It does, Ant's point and of I, view. Oh, yeah. And it, does, and it turns out, yes, that is coming to the American version. Yes. It, um, the yeah. Japanese I first alluded to it. I'm like, oh, I guess this is Japan. Nope, it's coming to America. So I remember sending that trailer to you and just the response. Oh, I already played this game. I'm like, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. It's what? Yeah. Can you can you describe to me what this game is? Because I have no idea what what the heck it is. This is the first I've ever heard about it. Well, you kind of make your own. You know, there's like a queen ant, and then you make your own little. Like, they, you know, I wouldn't say army or tribes, but you put together your own little ant world. So it's almost like Animal Crossing or trying to build your own different, you know, role. So it's like a sim. Is it a sim game? World. So it's like a sim game, like Mm -hmm. like the Sim City kind of. Yeah. Or the Sims. But with ants. Yes. Yes. But also in comic book world... We have some, you know, comics from Eric Burnham from Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Also for common writer, uh, Brandon Easton is the writer over there. He did Superman Red and Blue and also wrote the common writer comic book series. So, Oh, that's right. That came out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I completely I completely forgot about it. Good, good Lord. I kind of go track that down. <laughs> I, 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 I remember seeing something and I'm just like, Oh, cool. I'll be, I guess I'll pick it up. And I, you just remind me, oh my God, I completely spazed on it. So, yeah, and Marvel's, we were supposed to have our Ultraman Marvel crossover. So I'm hoping that's still coming. Um, because I need Ultraman and Spider Man teaming up at some point. They got, they got to like work, they got to work in tandem, Jessica. I know you see Doc Doom commanding some kaiju and working with like, uh, like Alien Data and uh, uh, and a bunch of other like, the or you get Thanos leading like working in an armada of like the uh, the aliens that uh, you know like Alien Baltan and all them. Like I need I need that kind of nuttiness in my life. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So drink my big cup. So yes, there's there's so much to look forward to. Uh, on our show end, little business, we are continually imp- in improving things. I mean, the way you see this right now, I'm working on building like a proper set so that uh, when you see the YouTube stuff, it doesn't look so 
tactical, so I'm in, currently working on some things. Uh, we are adding more to the YouTube channel. It's it's a little slow and go process because it takes time to edit things. Uh, so as I've said before, if you guys want to support us, follow us on our YouTube channel um, because uh, that is where uh, the big support will come from. Um, I want to thank everyone. We've, we've seen jumps in our Instagram lately. I want to thank, thank you guys who've been following us. Um, and again, if you always, you like what you're hearing, please, you know, spread the, spread the love, tell, tell a friend. That's the other big thing we got coming next year. So with the amount of shows that Jessica and I do, we, we try to keep it to two a month, or at least try to do two a month. There are times that sometimes there's just nothing going on. Other times between our busy schedules, Jessica is, as she's on TV shows. She's out there in the big time. She's uh she's spinning many many a plates. So uh, there are times when I'm just like, oh, can't do the one this week. She's busy. Uh, we will be launching a spinoff show. So starting January, uh, we will be adding a new show, a brand new show, to what now I can call a network uh, for the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. So. Uh, the new show will be called Common Kaisers, and it will uh, focus on the non-kaiju tokusatsu aspects. So all the things what I say, which is our, the way I describe it, it's all the stuff that's in the orbit, but not on the planet. Uh, so your common Riders, your Sentai stuff, um, Japanese, like a little more underground Japanese effects movies, um, and our our good friend Arian will be the co-host on this show. So it'll be he and I talking in deep cuts of all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, same format uh, as we do here. So uh, the idea will be uh, one week, it'll be a Kaiju episode. One week will be a common episode. And uh, hopefully we'll be giving you four shows a month going forward. So that you have that to look forward to. I hope that those who are listening here will give this new show a, uh, a try. Uh, again, you know, I know for some people, you know, if it's not kaiju, it's not like the thing. But you know, the I, the goal of this new show is to actually, you know, open um, open the horizons to some unseen, you know, very rarely seen stuff that a lot of other people never even heard of. So. We already have a wide list of things, and uh, the first episode we're going to be reviewing Common Writer Black Sun because Arian has been on my butt about it for the last month. And I said, finally, I will sit down and watch this, so we will do it for our first episode. But as Jessica knows, I have a cavalcade of movies. Like, I have a gigantic movie collection, and half of it is, like, obscure Japanese and Hong Kong cinema that all involves stuff that I, I've always said I would love to talk about on here, but it's not the audience for it. So we are creating a show for the audience, uh, for you know, that appeals to that without alienating this audience. So hopefully you guys come and join us. Uh, you're going to get more bang for your buck. We're also going to do it as a, uh, um, a video show as well, so more stuff. If you want to watch it on YouTube, you can watch it there. We'll be adding clips and stuff as well. And, yeah, so it's going to be... A big year, 2023. There's a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. We'll be going back to G-Fest, back to Comic-Con, and then hopefully we'll be capping off the year with uh, a, a big Japan trip. And we can 
we can review. Yes. A brand new Godzilla film for you from Japan itself. Uh, th- it's been a life's a life's a life's goal for me to actually not only visit Japan. I've never been, but to actually sit there watch a movie as a little kid. Every every Christmas time when the Heisei films would come out, you know, I would always wait for uh, G- for the you know the January issue G fan to come out because then someone will have, have watched it and re- and reviewed it, and I can finally see what is what is Godzilla versus Space Godzilla about. No longer will I have to wait. I watch it there, even though I know absolutely next to no Japanese. We got some friends that could translate for us, so we're hoping to make it a big deal. And it, it's it'll it'll be a big thing. We'll be we'll be shooting a ton of videos, showing a lot of stuff. I'm I'm going. You know, I probably will be out there well before everybody else joins us, like a lone samurai exploring, seeing all the wonders and magistry. But there are things we will be doing. We're going to get to that. We're going to go to that theme park. We're going to get on that motion ride, Jessica. We're going to yes. get in that Jeep and go down Godzilla's tail like Fred Flintstone. And we're going to get to that zip line. I might be too big to get on that zip line, but I'm going to try to convince you to get on the zip line so I can get video of Jessica, you know, screaming into Godzilla's mouth. So a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. Um, and I know any, any last words before we leave Jessica? Uh, no, you don't have to convince me to go on the zip line. I will happily do it. Excellent. There's still things I'm never I'm like, I don't know if she'll do that. Because I don't know if you're like a roller coaster person or not. I am. I am. I love You are. Coaster. See, and like, I never, I, because I've never bothered to ask. I've always just assumed, like, I don't think she's a roller coaster. Now, again, completely sideswipe me. I'm like, she is a roller coaster person. So, um, but definitely, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do the whole gambit. We're doing all of it. I'm going to go to Toho. I'm going to get my picture in front of that freaking statue. I'm going to get my picture in front of that the giant building in the back. We're going to do the whole thing. So you're going to see it. You're going to have so much content. We're, the people at home, you're going to see so much content that you're just going to be like, All right, enough. I've, I've, I'm full. I'm full. And I'm like, nope, you will get more because God only knows when I'll ever get back here. But I'm uh, I'm documenting every, every step of the way. So... Uh, with that said, uh, happy new year, everybody. Thank you for, uh, being patient. This year was, um, again, we're, you know, it was about getting our sea legs back. And I know the year started a little slow, but, uh, we're back. back. We're, we're in full swing. Jessica and I have our, our schedules laid out now. We're, uh, we're up in, we're up in a lot of stuff. So all those who have been sticking with us and have been very patient, we want to thank you very, very much. And hopefully you all have a wonderful New Year's. And I look forward to spending 2023 with you all. So so with that, that will wrap up this episode of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Jessica, where the good people find more of us? We are everywhere podcasts can be found. Our website, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. We are also active on our Facebook and our other social medias under the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. And always thank you to Chris for always updating our Facebook with all the news that may not make it to our podcast. But it's just everyday new toys, new reveals, new looks, possible rumors from credible sources. And also on YouTube, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast, where you can watch all of our video content. Yes. So, with that, 
on that note, that will do it for this final episode of 2022 of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a happy, happy new year.